Hello, good morning. This is take three of this podcast because I can't seem to do it under 15 minutes, but now I'm absolutely going to crush it. You see the length of this podcast, so you know I pulled it off. That's the only way this is going live. Hello, welcome to Walk with Wade. My name is Wade Sellers. If you're first time here, this is a podcast that is basically a daily journal, diary entry. We miss some days. Don't sweat it. I'll be back the next day. Promise. Hi. So you saw the title, How to Befriend Anyone. I made new friends this weekend. We're going to talk about how you do that, how you make friends with strangers, essentially, that are lasting relationships that are worthwhile, all right? Before we dive into that, we got to talk about our coffee sponsor. We do have one. This is coffee number five from our lovely friend down in Florida, Rachel Getz, who I absolutely love, adore, and miss. Cannot wait to see you. Rachel, I went down to Starbucks today, and we picked up a venti cold brew with oat milk because I'm addicted. Now, every time I can get oat milk instead of almond milk, I do it. And it's a delicious drink. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. This is your fifth coffee that you sponsored. You are amazing. I love and miss you, and I will see you soon. If you are someone who is interested in leaving a little tip in the tip jar because of these episodes, the only way you do that here, the only way this thing is sponsored is you go to buymeacoffee.com slash Sellers. And you just drop a coffee in. There's, it's super easy to do. And then I promise, my promise to you is that while making these episodes, I go down, get a coffee. That's the fuel for this thing. It is the energy you get in the podcast coming through these airwaves to you. It's coffee-driven. <laughs> so anyways, that's how you do it. Thank you, Rachel. You're awesome. All right. How to make friends with strangers. I'm really good at doing this, guys. Like, I go out a lot of times, especially like table for one or go out with friends and end up bringing more friends into the circle. I'm really good at meeting strangers, all right? And I want to leave you with a couple tips for success. Why are we talking about this? This came up in my head because of a lovely friend that I made on Sunday during breakfast. I went to Central Park's Tavern on the Green, which is, ooh-wee, that is a delicious restaurant. I had a wonderful breakfast, and then I had dessert right after breakfast. (laughs) Yep, that's right. I had eggs and such, and then I had a cake. I had a a peanut butter chocolate lava cake with vanilla ice cream. Oh, my God, it was so good. And while I was complimenting the server on the recommendation, the couple, uh, the mother and daughter that were sitting next to me, uh, I could clearly tell in my peripheral vision they were kind of paying attention to the exchange I was having with the server because I was like boisterously complimenting this delicious dessert I had at breakfast, right? And it's just a type of atmosphere you'd probably want to listen to that little exchange I was having with the server because it was, you know, it was fun and animated. Um, I noticed that they were uh, kind of paying attention to that in my peripherals, so I used that opportunity to both, like, they're probably open to continuing to have a conversation. I'm sitting there alone. I like making friends. And so I leave you with my first my first tip here, how to make friends with anyone, is finding organic, unique ways to create the conversation, to inject yourself in conversation, or to spawn a brand new conversation. And I do this so many ways. Um, One of the ways that I did it right in that situation was they knew what I was talking about. They were already kind of in the context of this dessert that I talked up so much to the server and thanked him that right when I was done, I was like, I was like, that's all I need. Um, I just like another coffee whenever you have a chance. Okay, no problem. And then right after that, I just immediately turned over to them. They probably didn't even know that I was like realized they were listening in, but our minds are good at doing this if you pay attention to it. And I just immediately kind of turned over to them and I was like, 
did I just oversell that dessert or what? And they were like, oh my God, that sounded amazing. We're going to have to get that. Like it's Drew's birthday and we're probably going to get a dessert. So that's happening. And we kind of laughed at that. And all of a sudden we were in a conversation. It was such an easy way to do it. It required no weird highs or excuse me. I mean, interject, things like that. We just had a conversation. It just started in the middle somewhere. And that's a really good way to do it. Common ground, especially something that, didn't seem like you were creepily eavesdropping into. You know, a lot of times that's what we do. Uh, excuse me, I, I don't I don't mean to interject, but I was overhearing and I want to join the conversation now. That is a totally fine way to do it, but I will say that when you do that, it's slightly off-putting because you've, you've stopped what was happening before you interjected. E- excuse me, I don't mean to interject. Like, all of a sudden it's like, whatever they were doing has just paused and now they're looking at you like okay this is something new it's like it's almost too abrupt but it's totally fine to do um most people will accept it especially if you're coming at it friendly enough it's a fine way to go but if you can do things like this where you genuinely notice that someone was taking part in a conversation you were having and they were kind of the passenger if they were the passenger with your conversation it's really easy to lean the conversation right into them because they were already actively eavesdropping on you. Does that make sense? Like if, if, if you notice someone eavesdropping on your conversation and you would like to help them into the conversation or welcome them with open arms, one of the coolest things you can do is just almost um, acknowledge that they are listening in and bring them in. That's what I did with the dessert. I was talking to the server And then I could tell they were paying attention to what I was saying. So I actively just said, like, did I just sell that dessert or what? And they know exactly what I'm talking about. That almost doesn't seem like it would make sense. But since they were paying attention, it works. So that's 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 the first step. That's how to create the engagement. Okay. The next tip is this is how you gauge interest. There's two things. One is see if you can get the conversation to change topics a lot, okay? Which means... We went from, okay, so quickly we went from dessert to Drew's birthday to where they're from to why they're here to their friends skipping out on uh, breakfast and me explaining, well, they really missed out. Tavern on the Green is a great restaurant. And they were like, I know it's one of our favorite places to, oh, you come here often. Oh, what is your plans? What's your story? Oh, you travel. I travel too. All of a sudden we went through all these things, right? These are all like different conversation topics. If you can change topics back and forth based on something that I bring value in and something they bring value in, that's a really good sign that you're going to continue to have things to talk about. Now, this is wonderful. Oftentimes as you're changing topics, though, every time you change topics, you tend to go back to a surface level conversation, which means it's usually a story exchange back and forth. And that's fine, but you want to get into depth. Okay. Before we talk about depth, I want to bring up one other tip here. And it's, this is the hot cold test to find out if you are just bogarting the whole conversation. If you've just injected yourself into their conversation and they kind of would prefer that you weren't there anymore because they want to just go back to just hanging out just the two of them is stop the conversation at some sort of spot before changing topics, kind of like put a period on that topic and then leave it, leave dead air there and kind of go back to what you're doing, 
right? Don't say I got to go take this phone call. Don't say I got to do this. Don't don't end it with like a with a with a goodbye. You kind of stop it abruptly as if there's nothing more to say. And then you see if they bring you back in in a f- couple minutes based on some other conversation topic or maybe they just keep the conversation going. Like if you've stopped it with like a period and then they start the next sentence sort of situation, that's a good sign that they're not done talking to you, which means they want to talk to you, right? So these are good things to kind of temp check to make sure that the conversation you're having is one that both parties want to be a part of. And if so, that's a great sign that you're going to continue to make a friend with a stranger. Now, that's so that's like two or three tips right there. Now, let's get into depth. That's kind of the big last one. Depth of conversation. We love talking about ourselves. If you don't extend a branch to someone to talk about themselves, they're going to do it anyways. Oftentimes when we do it in that situation, we do it with a story, right? And this is how you get ping-ponging of stories back and forth. That is fine, especially on initial reaction. It's a very easy nervous or anxiety-reducing way to talk to a stranger is to share surface-level stories instead of sharing your opinion. You're sharing your opinion, but you're doing it in story form, so it protects and validates you based on historical events that you can recall, right? That's kind of what's going on here. But if you want to go into depth, you got to start asking opinion-level questions and sharing less stories yourself, and when you do share, sharing vulnerable. So that's like three pieces there. This is how you get into depth of conversation. I will say this. When I was having the conversation with Sarah and Drew, we started to talk about travel. Um, They were keenly interested in that, so I kept going in, because that's one of the spots where I add lots of value. I began to tell about how I sold everything in Bali, and instead of really talking about travel, I talked about the leap which is a really cool moment. I do this because they don't seem like they're digital nomads, but they do travel. They're at Tavern on the Green. It's not a cheap restaurant. They're doing fine in life. So they definitely travel because people that are doing fine in life tend to. (laughs) So that part is just going to get story ping-ponging back and forth. But what they don't hear often or what they haven't done themselves is taking the big leap. So I told them the story about how I got a spam email Uh, from a credit card company that prompted me to check out a one-way flight to Bali that I used only miles, booked it, then sold all my stuff for three months, and then literally left everything I knew and moved to Bali. That was the travel story that they wanted to hear and that the mother basically lived vicariously through because she was like, that's the dream, (laughs) right? And so, but I could catch that. I caught that vibe. That was how I brought unique value in a vulnerable way. I talked about my fear. I talked about my excitement. I talked about um, what it's like to sell everything. We talked about all these things. And a lot of that was real personal story, one-on-one style events showing vulnerability and fear. When I did that, I opened up the door that basically told Sarah and Drew, it's okay if you want to say something to me that's vulnerable. I've already put myself out there for you, right? You took the first step. So instead of interrogating them and getting them to like share personal details before you've proven that you're trustworthy, I prove I'm trustworthy because I did it first without being prompted, right? They respect that. They enjoy the story. They um, enjoyed that I gave them the trust to be able to share such detail. You know, there was fear, anxiety, you know, I, I expressed all sorts of things. Um, and then that led them to then express D 
deeper they went deeper into their stories right and they went deeper into their opinions and by the end we had confided in each other that's an amazing thing that you can get with a stranger sitting at breakfast in like 20 minutes it got to the point where by the end i didn't sell this podcast but i said i do this podcast for fun it's one of my ways of expressing myself and then she said what's it called and then are you on social and we stayed connected and sarah i imagine you're probably listening to this um i told you you might make it in the podcast (laughs) uh so you have um these are things you can do to make a friend with anybody now I have many conversations with strangers. They don't all pan out to be friends for life. But the way that this conversation ended after about 45 minutes of sitting next to each other at a restaurant is I would I would wager that either I will pay attention to Sarah's Instagram or she'll pay attention to my stories. And someday down the road, maybe years from now, it doesn't even matter because of such a good connection we had, such a random sharing and bonding we had, I'd make some story where she'd be nearby and she would probably DM me and be like, dude, wait, remember me, Sarah? I'm literally like four miles away, want to get out of coffee, right? And it would just do that. Or the opportunities that can come with situations like this, this is the last thing I'll leave you with, um, the opportunities that come, this is not the reason you make friends with strangers, but it is a happy result of making friends with strangers in valuable ways, is opportunities. Um, Who's to say that like Sarah doesn't work for a company that does video style marketing and she sees my stories and trusts me that I'm a good guy because we literally made a friendship in 20 minutes and that opens up to some sort of project or work or opportunity, right? To like join forces. Then like kind of your exchange was more like a job interview that was never a job interview, but it built trust and confidence. Um, These are how opportunities happen. Uh, And then this is where I'll really leave you is I met an amazing friend. Her name's Krista. I met her through the digital nomads, like travel experience. I went on a nomad cruise. She was there. We made friends. She enjoyed my Instagram stories and my creations. She worked for a company who was hiring people outside to make video content based on their brand. That was Bubble Up. I got paid to do branded content because Krista welcomed me in and said, I trust this person. He's really cool um, and he makes good stuff. Pay him to do it for us. I now have a full-time job with Bubble Up because of that exchange. And you might say, oh, that's luck that you meet people. But truly, it's not luck. You can trace these the genesis of these opportunities back to some sort of time when you reached out and made a friend. I often think that is the case for many, many opportunities. So it's going on 15 minutes. I'm going to leave you with that. This is how you befriend strangers. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did or if you have any replies or comments to it, hit me up on social media. I'm at Wade Sellers everywhere. And with that, Sarah, pleasure to meet you if you're still listening. Rachel, you're awesome. Thank you for the coffee. If anyone wants to sponsor it, buymeacoffee.com slash Wade Sellers. Feel free to throw one in there and I will buy your Java before the next episode. I love y'all and I will see you tomorrow. Bye.